This video is brought to you by Brilliant. As we approach the end of 2023, we wanted to do a video looking back at the year's news. But rather than doing a recap of the main headlines from 2023, we thought it might be a bit more fun to do a run-through of the year's weird, unusual and lesser reported stories that you might not have seen the first time round. In April, a Swedish rocket hit Norway, and whilst obviously an accident, it did cause a little bit of a diplomatic stir. The research rocket was launched from Sweden's S-Range Space Centre in the country's far north and carried out experiments at a 250km altitude. But something malfunctioned, and the rocket crash-landed in the Norwegian mountains, on the other side of the border and 40km northwest of the planned landing site, though fortunately no one was hurt. Nevertheless, Norway wasn't too happy, saying they take any unauthorised activity on the Norwegian side of the border very seriously, adding that Swedish authorities had not given formal notification of the incident or the recovery effort. We'll stay in Europe for another story now, this time one from June, when the Austrian Social Democratic Party, or SPO, accidentally announced the wrong winner of its leadership contest. The SPO initially declared Hans-Peter Doskozil, seen as the more right-wing candidate, to be the winner on Saturday, making him the next leader of the country's oldest party. But two days later, it was revealed that left-winger Andreas Babler had ended up winning the vote by 53% to 47%. The SPO's election director said it was a technical error by a colleague with an Excel table that led to the incorrect winner being announced. The error was only discovered after a recount following a single missed vote, otherwise the result may have stood. On the subject of counting errors, Japan discovered that it had 7,000 more islands than it realised. Authorities counted 14,125 islands in the latest geographical survey, which was the first one completed since 1987 when just 6,852 islands were counted. In 1987, the Coast Guard used paper maps to tally islands with a circumference of at least 100 metres. The new study followed the same criteria, but used digitised maps, aerial photographs and other modern data. But now even that latest count is out of date, as in October and November, a series of underwater volcanic eruptions created a new mini-landmass off the coast of Iwato Island. Winding back the clock now to the beginning of 2023, when Brazil inaugurated Luiz Inácio Lula da Silva as president. Notably absent was outgoing President Jair Bolsonaro, who avoided the ceremony by flying to Florida, where he would spend the next three months in a sort of self-imposed exile. Sightings of the former president in places like KFC and a public supermarket went viral, as did the fact that he was staying with UFC fighter Jose Aldo, whose Florida home has a minion-themed guest room. So there's a non-zero chance that Bolsonaro woke up on the first day out of office in a minion bed. Entertainment collided with geopolitics over summer as Vietnam banned the new Barbie movie for its depiction of the disputed South China Sea on a world map. Specifically, the very rudimentary world map shown in the film features a line which Vietnamese authorities suggested is the Nine Dash Line, used by China to outline its proclaimed territories in the South China Sea. 
2023 also saw China publish a shiny new version of its standard map, which unsurprisingly caused much frustration among its neighbours for including things like the Nine Dash Line, Arunachal Pradesh and Aksai Chin, the latter two of which are territorial disputes with India. Now, whilst almost all of us got older this year, South Koreans actually got a year or two younger, as the country aligned its traditional age-counting methods with international standards. The most widely used system has been the so-called Korean age system, under which South Koreans were deemed to be one year old when born, and a year older every 1st of January. There's also a separate system, the counting age, where babies are zero at birth and then a year is added every January. It's this system that was used for things like conscription and legal ages for cigarettes and alcohol. But from June 2023, the law changed so that only the standard international method, that zero at birth plus one on each birthday, would be permitted on official documents. In slightly more dramatic news, there was the Chinese spy balloon saga in January and February that saw the US military shoot down a high-altitude object drifting through the skies of North America. The Pentagon called it a surveillance balloon, and whilst the Chinese government confirmed it was indeed Chinese, they insisted that it was actually a meteorological research balloon. Other unidentified floating objects were identified and shot down not long after. And so the rules of engagement are assume hostile intent, and if you're in doubt, shoot it out of the sky. It was theorized, based on circumstantial evidence, that one of these objects, shot down over Canada's Yukon Territory, was actually an amateur radio transmitting balloon launched by a hobbyist group. If true, it means that a balloon costing as little as $15 was shot down by a 400-and-something thousand-dollar AIM-9 Sidewinder missile. Talking of the US military, it emerged last year that a one-letter typo had redirected millions of US military emails to a web operator in the West African nation of Mali. US military emails end with .mil, whereas the Malian domain is .ml, resulting in all sorts of things like diplomatic notes, travel details, passwords and medical data being misdirected. The issue was noticed a decade ago by a Dutch entrepreneur contracted to manage Mali's web domain. He's collected over 100,000 misdirected emails, just a fraction of the total, and has been urging the US to take action for years. His contract was set to expire in the summer, meaning control of the domain reverted back to the Malayan government, which has in recent years fallen out with the West while developing stronger ties with Russia. Responding to the reports, the Pentagon said it's aware of this issue and takes all unauthorised disclosure of controlled national security information or controlled unclassified information seriously. In tech news, Elon Musk hasn't won the support of many people with his takeover of Twitter, now X, but this year he's earned an unexpected endorsement from none other than the Taliban. Senior Taliban figure Anas Haqqani of the powerful Haqqani Network tweeted in July that Twitter was the best social media platform because it has freedom of speech, while its rivals have intolerant policies. It didn't take long for people to point out the obvious contradiction and hypocrisy of a Taliban official celebrating free expression, something that the group strictly cracks down on in Afghanistan. 
Meanwhile, in China, a zoo had to deny that its sun bears were actually humans dressed in bear costumes. Videos and photos showed one of the bears standing on two feet with narrow legs and folds of fur, prompting rumours to spread online that its slightly humanoid-looking creatures were not actually the real thing. Hangzhou Zoo pointed out that the bears often stood on two feet and that the 40 degrees Celsius summer temperatures meant that a person in a bear suit would not last more than a few minutes before collapsing. So that's our rundown of this year's Stranger Stories. Make sure to comment below and let us know any interesting news that we may have missed or maybe some predictions you have for 2024. All that's left for us to say is give a massive thank you to all of you for supporting The Daily Briefing and the wider TLDR News Network this year. We hope you have a happy new year and we'll see you in 2024. As we step into 2024, many of us are contemplating our New Year's resolutions, always looking to improve ourselves and learn more about the world around us. And while our content is always a good starting point, a lot of stuff we talk about can seem pretty complicated, especially when we dive into analytics and detailed data. But luckily there's a fun and easy way to learn more, which also doesn't cost thousands of dollars or take years and years of schooling. That's because Brilliant is the best way to learn maths, data science and computer science interactively. And the good thing is, it doesn't take long to learn either. These complex topics are broken down into small but accessible chunks, designed around your busy schedule. Even just a few minutes a day can help you with accumulating new knowledge over time in a fun and engaging way. As time goes on, you'll also get used to that empowering feeling of learning too. Because Brilliant isn't just about memorization and lectures. Brilliant teaches you by doing, using active learning techniques to teach you the principles behind otherwise quite complex subjects, and ensuring you actually understand what's going on. So whether you want to brush up on your basic math skills, improve your employment prospects, or just have another New Year's resolution for 2024, you can check out everything Brilliant has to offer free for a full 30 days by going to brilliant.org forward slash TLDR. Plus, the first 200 of you will get 20% off Brilliant's annual premium subscription. Thanks for your support.